Hello and welcome to the Small Business Handbook podcast. I'm Olivia, the founder of the Small Business Handbook, the Passive Income Handbook and the Growth Plan Membership, where I guide ambitious entrepreneurs like you to building their dream six-figure business. Each week I'll be joined here with my partner Jack to spill all of the tea on all things small business growth. Hello, Olivia. Hi. How many times has it taken us to do this up to now? Didn't you tell me? I don't know. Yeah, been a few weeks waiting for this. <laughs> um, so we're just going to dive straight into. We've already had the intro and stuff. First question. You've already said you hate this question, but who? I think is... we should tell people what we're going to be talking about. We're basically going to be. It's just going to be an introduction to me and my business. Um, yeah which a lot of you will probably already know if you've come from like Instagram and stuff, but for those who haven't, this will just be like an introduction. But, but it'll be a bit more in-depth than what you've gone to before as well, hopefully. Yeah, Jack is going to be my question master because I don't want to do it on my own. Um, Jack is my boyfriend and he is also my manager. Um, I'm just amazing in every way, obviously. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so yeah, first question, just going to dive straight in. Who is Olivia Crabtree? Who is this woman that's created this amazing business and gone to this point? I don't like this question. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm 22 and I own three businesses. What are those three businesses? The Small Business Handbook, the Passive Income Handbook and the Growthpreneur Membership. Okay. And are they the only businesses you've ever had before? No, I started with Olivia's of York um, in September 2020. Is it 2020? Right, yeah. Yeah, when I went into my second year of university and I ran that for a while and that did really, really well to the point where you had to help me sometimes because yeah. I couldn't handle it all. Coming um, back from work and packing boxes for you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's exactly why I quit it because I just couldn't keep up with it. So that's like the pretty recent, but should we go back to where it all sort of began when you were young? So when was your first like introduction to business and um that whole world my dad owns his own bakery um and he has done for as long as i can remember and he i mean when i was really little i wanted to be a hairdresser so i would <laughs> i fold out my plastic drawers filled it with all these like hair bubbles and stuff and i took it downstairs and gave my mum a handwritten price list and asked her if i could cut her hair for 10p or something and she always said no but she did let me uh, brush it so <laughs> I earned two pence or something like that. Always um, been an entrepreneur, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, when I was a little bit older, I used to... I mean, I started working from like the age of like 12, maybe younger. No, way younger, maybe eight. Um, what were you doing? With my dad, helping my dad on his bakery stall um, at markets. But then one day he set me up a little stall on the side of his with some like flowers and... Uh, not flowers, like bags of flour and yeah. oats on them and said, you can keep whichever profits you make from these, but I didn't make any because I just sat there. Um, but, but that was your first experience of selling and your first experience of actually being sort of like the front man, I guess. Yeah, and then even after that, like as I grew up, I always worked for my dad on his bread stalls. Um, even when I dropped out of uni the first time and came back home, the only job I had was working for my dad um, once a week at a local market um, selling bread. So, yeah. no. always been the bread gal. <laughs> it's been, it, no, it's actually crazy how much like 
obviously I've, I've not come from a background of self-employment I guess in business and stuff like that. and obviously on your dad's side especially it's a lot of a lot of um entrepreneurialism and yeah I feel like your like family is very much like my mum where yes, it's like they yeah. want stability they Which don't Which I think want... is a normal route. Yeah 100% um what but my dad um he's completely opposite to my mum he yeah. doesn't want stability so it's yeah. it's it's crazy how like it, it, it looking back from where you've come from I understand how you've gone to this point now but still just looking at where you are right now and where you're going into the future it's crazy what you're doing. Like it's it proper blows my mind how you've gotten to this point. Thanks. It's really inspiring. I love it. Thank you. Um, going into has this always been something you've wanted to do? And obviously, business and well not self employment, but being your own business and stuff like that. It's always been part of your life with your dad and things like that. But in school, was it something? I know you talked about hairdressing before, but is it something you've always been? Never. I never ever ever wanted to own a business. Never even thought of it. Um, I wanted to be an oceanographer and I was really, really into the environment and I thought I would graduate from University of York with a degree in environment and then go on to do a master's in ocean science, but um, I know you've turns taken out to Liverpool me. Uni, weren't you, as well, to do oceanography over there? Yeah, that's the best uni for uh, oceanography, but it's not like one of the best unis in yeah. general, so I, I went up to... York but um, no I never ever wanted to run a business I did it because I had no money to begin with yeah and that, it was almost like could... desperation and that's where yeah and then I fell in love with it yeah that's fantastic I love that so where we've already sort of spoken about a little bit where did the small business handbook start but and we've just said about there how it started out of desperation but no that was Olivia's of York oh yeah it was Olivia's of York so Olivia's of York was an Etsy business where you were selling gifts, gifts. I sold handmade yeah. bouquets they had like fur flowers in and chocolates and things they took ages to make um, and I was at university I was living in a shared house and we being in York it's not the cheapest place to live um, I think it's one of the most expensive places to live as a student and I signed for a house with um, five other girls um, who said I could have the smallest room if I would pay the least rent because I couldn't afford the house. Um, and then just before we were about to move in, um, this was during lockdown. Um, do you remember? Because I think we were stood outside Asda, you know, when you had to queue for the shops in lockdown. Yeah, when first lockdown came. We were came stood outside in the queue, weren't we? And um, I remember just like losing it in the queue I was like I can't believe it like they're telling me I have to pay a full amount now even though I've got the smallest room I'm not gonna be able to afford it I remember just yeah, losing it in the Asda queue you were you were upset and I completely understood why you were so upset because it's because I already had a part-time job and I was studying full-time I was like how on earth am I ever gonna it's not like I could just take on more yeah I mean I'd ended up doing and that but it didn't feel as though I could and dad were always willing to help as well but they didn't have like a lot of the people go obviously a lot of the people that go to your uni they're quite affluent the parents and everybody i lived with yeah. was really privileged everything they had was paid for my it, parents wouldn't do it unless they had to bail me out because i'd like like with my job before that i when i stormed out of it because my boss was a, yeah. am i allowed to swear yeah my boss was a wanker so um <laughs> probably, I stormed probably, out of that job my dad helped me until i got yeah. my next job the, no your mum and dad are great but they're they're not they're not rich. Yeah, they're, they're both comfortable, but they're not rich. Like, they're comfortable in living and stuff, especially your mum. But, like, 
she like neither of them are affluent to the point where they can give you a credit card or no no <laughs> I, I always say I my parents gave me everything that I needed but not everything I wanted which I think was a good I think that's the best way to do it 100% it made me work harder yeah you, they you always told me to work for everything I wanted the amount of lessons you were taught by just that one time period where you were in a struggle and you weren't just gifted your way out like a lot of people are yeah. and that's not to get anybody that is lucky enough to have rich parents or even parents that are just very like happy to give money away to them it's nothing yeah. against that but that is a massive lesson that you've learned especially where you wouldn't have learned it if not no no i mean like if i asked my mom if i could borrow five pounds she would like make me feel bad about yeah. it and it yeah it works well because it made me realize that i can't just fall back on my parents for the rest of my life and i have to go and do something which is exactly yeah. why i went and started olivia's of york i was like right i can't just like I mean, I asked my job, I worked at Bolton Brown in York, and I asked them if they could give me more hours, and they said they didn't have any. So I knew I had to get another job. Nobody wanted somebody who was working part-time and a full-time uni student. Nobody wanted me, because my hours were so, like, not it, it flexible. Was already, it was already during COVID where there weren't many jobs about either yeah. people on fail or getting sacked off. It's not a good time to try and get jobs. And if you're already mm. reducing your hours, you're available. It's just you've hardly got any chance, have you? Yeah, but... Um, I remember thinking, right, I'm going to have to drop out again because I'd already dropped out the year before um, and I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford this house. I'm just going to have to drop out and like do something yeah. else. And then I can't even remember how I like had the idea to start a business. I don't know how that came into my mind. I guess I just thought I have to make money somehow and I can't go and get another job. So um, I originally wanted to make letterbox gifts, but I didn't end up doing that. I... Some, somewhere along the way I found some inspiration to make these like gift bouquets which were really cute mm. and you were lucky enough with where you were so Olivia used to work at Morton Brown in York Design Outlet and obviously loads of shops there and there was a Yankee Candle shop there mm. and it was always somewhere we used to pop in after a shift at work mm. for you uh, and used to obviously Yankee Candles everybody loves them don't you but, yeah that's what like they, my but... bouquets were filled with because a Yankee Candle, versus, what are they, like £1.90 something? What, from the shop? No, just in general, without like, a discount. I, I think they're about £2. But from this Yankee Candle outlet store, they were the exact same scents and everything, but you got like 40 for £20 or something. They were dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, and we used to go in and just buy boxes of them, didn't we? And the one at the till always stuff, used yeah. to be like, oh, here they come, they're going to clear <laughs> us out now. Um, we used to just walk out with like hundreds of candles, uh, especially around Christmas. But the one time I remember was when we were heading in. I don't know if it, it would have been the first lockdown. It would have been when we were heading into the second lockdown, where it was a bit worse, where people knew what was coming, and it was just before Christmas, wasn't it? Oh, I remember this. It and was. It was when they announced the next lockdown, yeah. and I was crying, thinking I'm not going to be able to get any candles or anything, um, and I well luckily jack was there up in york with me and i was like please just take me to the shop now and we literally just cleared them yeah. out we just bought every candle like, they had luckily you i don't think i let you any money at that point but luckily i think you, you did because i bought out. like i had so I many candles you spent over a thousand pounds on candles the candles covered my floor and like, at the time i had this little mini one like it's a tiny little car and we we could barely squeeze in ourselves we had that many candles like <laughs> pushed in so we, and obviously when we got back to your little little room in the uni house it's a tiny room anyway with a big slanted roof we had literally like it wasn't just piles of piles of yankee candles it was literally towers in your room of yankee candles it, and it filled my wardrobe i didn't have anywhere to put my clothes anymore <laughs> like it was, crazy. it was like a stock room it wasn't like a bedroom i had a bed with a load of stock in it 
Um, it was and at insane. that point, I was living with you as well, wasn't I? So we were both crammed in this little tiny room. I think you went home then when they announced that lockdown. Because I remember being on my own through that lockdown. So I think uh, yeah, a lot of my Yeah, because for the first one, I did come, didn't I? Yeah. And then I just yeah. visited you every, every like loads anywhere, didn't I? Yeah. No, I think there was a two-week period where everything was locked down, where, to be fair, we did stick to it, even though pretty much everybody else wasn't. We yeah. did stick to it for a couple of weeks. But as soon I think as Christmas one... came, I saw you. That's yeah, when we, we stopped. Yeah, well, they allowed people for Christmas, mm. if you remember. Because yeah. I know at the time, it was Eid a few months before, and they didn't allow people for Eid to meet. Yeah, up. I was raging about yeah. that. So out of order. Yeah, obviously, they've got the reasons that they're back in their own argument up. But I, there's... I think, well, from my point of view, there's a bit of a, a bit of an agenda, but that's a topic 100%. for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we. So, it all started purely from a point of desperation and a need for money, and obviously you were inspired from your past life. But that was a huge learning curve for you, having your own business, being dependent on yourself, and yeah, you, you didn't have much to do with your time. So time was something you did have, but it was at a point where money wasn't coming in. Much. I mean. For the first few weeks, I didn't have much to do with my tanks. This was, I started it about two weeks before my lecture started. Mm. So I had all the time in the world for those first two weeks. And then as soon as lecture started, I slowly but surely began giving up lectures for like making orders and yeah. stuff until Christmas hit and I hadn't done a lecture in the past four weeks. And I had exams coming up and assignments and I point... somehow still passed them all. Well, you're, you're amazing, aren't you? <laughs> yes. No, I... This isn't a tip if you're at university, by the way. Please don't take this as a tip. I might have just gotten lucky. But I always found that with university, you learn so much irrelevant stuff that's not necessary, and then you're given an assignment on one of those small topics. So I always just found, I'm just not going to go to these lectures and stuff. And then once I get given that assignment, I've got a few weeks to do it. So I will then just learn about that one topic. Yeah. Why do I need to know about the rest of it that's not going to be included? Um, but don't take that advice it's bad advice yeah, it's, it's really bad advice <laughs> <laughs> it works for me but um... you've, well you've got that on, you've got an unreal ability to just concentrate and get on with stuff like without any problems yes. I, I, I'm so jealous of it because I, I just can't but <laughs> yeah. it's you, you are very good at just knuckling down and keeping your head down and taking in as much knowledge as possible and it's yeah it's like it, the amount of times you used to do that it was unbelievable but to be fair by when when Christmas was starting to roll around as well, when you were still doing your job, but you were getting furloughed here and there, you were no, coming to... No, I was furloughed to... in summertime from my f- thought, the job yeah. I stormed out of, because then when we were like off furlough, I oh, went yeah. in twice, and the second time I went in, I stormed out. Yeah. And then Molten Brown, I quit in October, because it was when the, all the Christmas stuff was just coming out. Um, and I think it was about a month after I started my business, I thought, right, I can... I can live off this let's, now. Or at least let's give this a go. And yeah. at the time I was I was working a job, I was, well, I think in the February I bought my first house. I had a stable income. It, worst yeah. thing comes to worst thing. If you, you were already thinking about dropping out anyway, I don't mind you coming. Yeah. I wanted you to live with me anyway. But I think I was getting three sales a day when I quit my part-time job. But obviously what I sold was quite expensive, wasn't it? High profit margins on them. So um, it gave me, like, as a uni student who... I had a student loan which covered most of my rent. It just didn't cover all of it, which is why I like went into mad panic. But at this point, it was like it was. I'd already paid my rent for that term, so I kind of just like hoped that by the next time I had to pay my rent, I would be generating a lot more, which thankfully I was. Mm. Um, but I was yeah making well 
three sales a day. I can't remember how much money that would have been. Not much. Probably say max, probably about 40 quid a day if it's three, yeah, three sales a day. Yeah, that's when I like quit my part-time job, but it just went up out of like, it was so like overnight, wasn't you, it? You had it the Christmas up and up bump, and up. Didn't, didn't you? And it you went thought, up right. before that. It was like, I remember specifically, my first month I had 60 sales and then the second month I had 120 and the next month it was 300 and the next month it was 400 and it went up so rapidly. Yeah, and I just remember, obviously if you own a business, when you get an order through, you're like thriving, you do your little happy dance and you're yeah. absolutely buzzing. I remember it got to the point where because I was hand making all of these things and it took so long and I had no room to do it in because I was just cramped in this little bedroom um, and I was living on my own in this um, uni house because everyone had gone home. It was just, it was a shit show. Um, but I remember it got to the point where it was Christmas time so you were able to come up and see me now. Yeah. And I remember lay, laying in bed and my phone was just ding, ding yeah, with you, orders yeah. all night and I just started crying because I was so like... I can't believe I have to sit and make them all. And I think that's when I kind of knew long term I wasn't going to stick with that business, even though I didn't really want to admit it mm. because I hated uni that much that I would have rather done a business I hated than carry on with the uni. Yeah, that was your route out of a life you weren't happy with living, but it was also something that wasn't, that you didn't plan on keeping I didn't, that. I didn't plan on, I don't know, because I didn't plan on keeping it, but I also didn't plan on leaving it. I had no other plan. Yeah. I just assumed that I would stick with it even though I didn't love it. But I hated uni that much that yeah. it was fine. But I just remember, I think like 47 orders came through that night or something. And until then I'd been used to getting like 20 or less a day. And I think it was like 47. And I remember we were sat there and you were like, just put your prices up because people will stop buying. And every time an order came through, I put my price up by a pound until I maybe put it up by like 10 pounds. But it was still coming through. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but 47 of those bouquets would have... I mean, how long did they take to make me? Because I had to, like, glue all of the candles and I had a really rubbish glue gun until you yeah. bought me one for my birthday. Yeah. Um, it was so bad. So it took me, like, six hours to glue all the candles to the plastic things. Yeah, it was one of those rubbish ones you used to get in school where you'd have to... Obviously, you got the glue, like, stick, I guess. Yeah, it was horrendous. But it was, like, it would end up... Didn't where, heat up properly. Didn't heat up properly, so you'd have to, like, thumb the... Yeah, you have to push it with your thumb, And then yeah. you'd burn all your hands and yeah. the glue would go awful. everywhere. Like your, it was £8 on either. <laughs> I don't understand how you got your deposit back on your uni room because the amount of glue that just ended up on the wooden floor. It was ridiculous. You'd walk around and your clothes would be stuck together and <laughs> it was it was a nightmare. But then I was cutting up the fur flowers and in the stem it was made from metal, like bendy metal. And I was just using a pair of scissors, so I was like gnawing away at this yeah. piece of metal with some scissors. And for each stem, it was taking me a good few minutes to do each one. It was hurting my hands yeah. until one night you were watching me do it, and you were like, "Olivia, I can't watch you anymore. I'm yeah. going out to be in queue. I'm gonna go get you. what were they like, like a little wire cutters, like yeah, wire cutters." Wires, and yeah. after then, it was like ping, ping, ping. I was like pinging them all off. It was great. But until then, I was working with the worst equipment ever, and um, yeah, it took me. Well, I, I think I woke up at like 5am, ordered a Starbucks, like coffee, even though I hate coffee because I just needed to be awake. <laughs> and then I worked constantly all day, didn't stop. And then I think you were helping me still at about midnight that night. And even then they weren't well, all done. From what I can remember, my like routine, so I was still working my like stable income job. And um, I was I was living in York with Olivia because I I to be honest, I was just sick of living with my mum and dad. They're like they're good parents. Hall. You were working. Yeah, in but Hall every still. day I was waking up at like five half five, setting off for six, getting to work for seven, 
working seven till four. It's and an then, hour drive from yeah. my house in York to your work. In the morning, it's probably about 40, 40 minutes. Yeah. So one has slow, but yeah, it's like I was like having to drive an hour there, an hour back every day. And I hated the job. Well, I hated the job full stop. Like yeah. I really didn't like it. But awful. Um, obviously, I was coming back for about five o'clock, depending on traffic after I finished work. And then it, I'd chill out for a bit, have a bit of a bite to eat, and then I'd be. I didn't. I never did any of like the making the bouquets, but I, I just packed all the boxes up. And yeah. I, a lot of the time, I'll have like my computer on watching to me or playing like a game, like playing football yeah. manager or whatever. Yeah. But like I was working from. I was well. I was up from five back from work at five so that essentially it's like a 12 hour day well 11 12 hour days mm. or whatever for me at the time and then i was working for a few hours just boxing stuff up for you one night yeah we were both in, working in like room. 5 a.m till like midnight it was christmas. yeah that, that christmas break that was up was, until christmas eve eve yeah because christmas eve was my first day off and the only but i remember the morning of christmas eve i didn't have off it was only the afternoon and i remember christmas day was the only day i actually had off that year because well since i started that business because yeah. Boxing Day, I went straight back to York and started with orders again because I had a load to do for New Year. Yeah. It was insane. It was, it was mad. But that was the... F- obviously, because I've been working since about 16, it was the first time you've ever experienced the drop, essentially, for Christmas. Like, Christmas Day is here. I can stop every... I've I don't think I got the- it properly because most people get, like, a few days off, don't they? No, but I do remember at the time, you were like, I, I'm struggling so much with working all this, all these hours, mm. putting everything together, constantly driving out because I know we had a, a few arguments a few times not like bad arguments but just purely because Big I was friend. in a mood you were in a mood but it's like <laughs> I need to go and get Yankee candles it's like right live I've been out for 12 hours just give me five minutes yeah but we're both in like both very tired very very, very tired yeah. constantly but um what were we talking about um I've just gone off on that right Christmas, the Christmas rush, oh yeah so the Christmas break. obviously Liv's only ever really had part-time jobs and been yeah there. Either it would have been in education. Well, I had one full time job, but I um, then got meningitis. Yeah. And I was in hospital, and then I was I had to go off, and they didn't really care for me too much after that. Which is understandable. If you've only, like, I think you literally did like one shift, I'd, didn't you? It was on my first shift. I was stood there, and I was like, I really don't feel well. And they were like, Right, this girl's just not yeah. for us. And then I actually ended up. In hospital. In hospital with meningitis <laughs> with sunglasses on because I couldn't look at the light and I had a, a needle in my spine and yeah. I couldn't walk, could I, for weeks? And then I went back, but because I couldn't stand up right, they didn't really care for me because you had to stand up yeah. a, a, like behind the reception desk in the hotel. But um, that's the only full-time job I've ever had, but it didn't last long. But yeah, it was the first first time you've experienced that Christmas, like, ugh. Like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, describe it, it's... It's it's a great feeling getting to that point, but I remember on Christmas Day actually. I remember being sat around um, the island in the middle of my sister's kitchen, and I just like done all of those hours and like all of that work. And I remember like taking my phone out of my pocket and going onto the Chanel website, and I bought myself a thirty pound Chanel lipstick, and I felt on top of the world. It was yeah. like, oh, that is my treat. Like I have done all of this work. That was like my first. Like probably, the first time I'd proper tracked myself. Yeah, that was probably the first time you realised how successful that business has become. And you, you've but it's funny to look back and think, like, at the time that Chanel lipstick was, like, the most valuable thing I'd ever bought myself. Yeah. Well, will we, though, weren't we? If you yeah. If you worked all this time and it's the first... It, if that Maybe was I the still first, have it. Probably do, yeah. You've got about 50 million. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a drawer full of lipsticks. Um, if that was the first time you ever looked back and said... And looked back at what you have done, 
you could see that number in your bank account and going, I'm going to treat myself to what I want. That's good. That's a momentous occasion. Like anybody mm-hmm. who has their own business, like when you realise, when you look back and realise, I've made this money, it's all me, and I'm mm-hmm. going to treat myself to what I want. That is such a huge... Best feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's amazing. Right. That's been about 20 minutes of just speaking about what's happened up until Christmas. So, okay. let's fast forward it. After... Christmas, well, I, I said to my mum, no, I, I think I said to my mum, like, I want to drop out of university, I don't like it, I hate it, yes. blah, 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 blah. Like, I knew I wasn't going to go and do anything with my degree, I I liked working too much for myself, I loved working for myself, even if I didn't like doing what I was doing, I just loved, like, working for myself, Um, and I knew, like, I'd quit my job, and I was, like, more stable than ever, so I was thinking, like, there's no way I'm not going to do this, I... When I get something into my head, I just do it. Like, me and Jack always say it's a running jerk. It's like, if I say I'm going to do something, there's no doubt I will end up doing it um, at some point. But I said that to my mum and she said, wait till the Christmas rush is over because you don't know, like, if it'll quieten down after Christmas. And I thought, you know what, that's a good point. Um, And in January, I sold more than I did in December. So I was like, right, that's a sign. (laughs) And in February, um, it was... I actually got pregnant and had an abortion and I wanted to come um, live with you for a bit because you just bought your first house yeah. and um, not in not for like emotional support I was completely fine with it it was just so unbelievably painful yeah it was a choice um, we both made we didn't want kids at that point so. no absolutely not I mean yeah I was still living in a tiny bedroom when I yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to come live with you for a bit because I was just in so much pain and bluntly I just needed some attention do you know what I mean I just needed somebody to make my lunch for me and stuff because it was just I was just I couldn't get up out of bed and um Becca the girl who lived in the room next to me was having to do it all for me but then she went home um and when I came to live with you I just stayed and I carried on with uni um because it was all online at this point because of covid so I was still doing like I think that full year they just basically declared like look we're just going to do all online because of all Mm -hmm. the international students especially it's better just for everybody's health to do it that way yeah so i moved in with you (coughs) assuming that i would be able to carry on with uni online for my third year um and i emailed into uni and said look i've moved out of york i'm living in hull now can i do my third year from home in hull and they said no um so at that point i was like right i either have to move back to york and find somewhere to live or i drop out or I commute every day. But with the amount that I was working now on my business, it was like the Christmas rush felt like nothing compared to this. This was just like that Christmas rush I had in those few days was every single day at this point. Yeah. It was mental. Um, and I knew that I wouldn't have the time to commute every day. And I was barely even doing uni work anyway, only the assignments like I was doing before. Um, so I just thought I'm going to drop out because I'm not ever going to do anything with my degree. And I stewed on it, I stewed on it for ages. And then I first told you and you were like, do it. Like, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was pretty supportive. Because obviously I've been living with, I was living with Olivia in York. And when I bought my house, she came pretty quickly. Hmm. Um, I've seen her go from naught to 100. And I've seen that rise. And I, I had full, like, I had no doubts. When, when Liv came to me and said, look, I'm thinking about quitting uni. Can I live here with you? I had no doubts that she'd be able to pay half her share of everything yeah. I had no doubts about it because I knew I could see it was the first time since she was doing her A-levels where I saw that sort of like fire in her eyes where it's like no yeah. she's she's got this I, I, 100% I had no doubts about it like there was the questions of 100% can you just quickly confirm like 
are you definitely going to be able to pay half finance it? Are yeah. you like are you going to pay that regularly? Because if not, we have to think of some yeah some other things. But like you could see it, it's blown up and it's continuing to. I think because I had that kind of almost it wasn't a pressure, but because I kind of had that in mind that I had to pay that amount every month and I like had to reach a certain. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. had to reach a certain financial goal every month. I feel feel like that's what kept me growing because it's like. It's almost like now I know that I have to reach a certain financial point every month to pay my staff and my rent and stuff. So I can, I think that keeps me yeah. going. It's like that's what I have to get to at the very least. Um, well, first you're working from desperation where it's like I just need money to feed myself and pay my rent yeah. and stuff. But then it got to the point where it's like, like me. It wasn't just... Well, you got past that desperation stage. You were earning really good money from... Well, you're putting a huge amount of effort and hours and time and stuff into it. I didn't this. earn much from it myself. I put, I just constantly ploughed my money back into yeah. it because I was just always bringing out, like... I mean, bouquets to make them, they're expensive. That's why they were so expensive to, like, buy. But to make new ones, it was always expensive because you're not buying things in bulk at that point. You're buying, well, I always did it this way. I always would buy things as like samples, make them up, see if I liked it. And then I would buy them in bulk after. Yeah. So it always cost me so much to do that process. But every week I was making new ones and launching new ones. Um, on top of doing uni, on top of doing all the yeah, orders you Yeah, but that's where had. like all my money went. So it's like, I would always make sure I had enough for food and rent and bills and stuff. But every other penny that I had would go straight back into it and... I think that's um, something a lot of people forget to do you know, when you're growing a business. You 100%. need money in it to grow it. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, going from... So you had you got meningitis. We went through the we're pregnancy bit, thing. We're a bit f- further forward than meningitis. Yeah, no, I'm just, no, no, but I'm just trying to... So let, late February, I bought my house. You moved in soon after. Mm-hmm. You were still doing your business. You said, I want to quit. Uni, I text my it? parents yeah. one morning. It was I told you on the evening, and then the next morning I knew I couldn't tell my parents to my fear to their fear because I'd already briefly mentioned it to my mum, and she did not like want to entertain the idea at all. Yeah. Um. So uni safe. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's my, that simple. And my at the time, my sister hadn't gone to university. She has now, but she didn't at the time. Um. And I think my parents were like, "It's the first first kind of." I think maybe the first child in out of the family to go to university. Oh, no way, yeah. Um, so I think they were like, I don't know, I was very, very, very smart You're doing very my academic, A-levels. Yeah. Very academic, very good at remembering facts and things, which is why I did so well in um, my A-levels. And yeah. It's always been something you've been but, uh, that's not to say that I enjoyed it. I actually really, really, really despised university. But because... My, me and my sister are like chalk and cheese. My sister's very creative. She's really good at singing. She's really good at dancing and acting and drawing and all of the creative stuff she's really, really talented at. Whereas I'm not talented in any of that, but I'm really academic. So because my I was like the one that was at university, my parents maybe thought I was the only kind of hope they had at somebody going to university. They thought it was my safe route because it's not like I could fall back on like singing or something. I didn't have any other talent like that. Um, so I think my mum especially just thought brilliant she's gonna end up like moving back in with me it's not gonna work out and stuff yeah um plus the the difference in my parents reactions definitely came from the fact that they have different jobs like my mum's reaction was bad because she's never worked for herself she doesn't know that it's it can be stable she's never known that um whereas my dad has always worked for himself for as long as i can remember so he knows that you can find stability in it so his reaction was a lot different to my mum's um 
yeah, I texted them, fought with my mum about it for a few weeks. Um, and then um, I actually remember the, my, like, my final decision to drop out was when I um, submitted my final assignment and I thought that was horrendous. Like I have, I didn't even know what I was talking about. I, I didn't, I thought I'd answered the question completely wrong. Um, and I ended up um, getting a first on it. So now I just think, yeah. I, it's never as bad as you think it is, but either way, uh, I'm glad it's I dropped out. It's not something you wanted to do and you moved on to better, bigger and better things, which yeah. is where we come on to the small business handbook. Yeah, so I was still running Olivia's of York whilst I started the small business handbook because I started the small business handbook as literally an Instagram page giving business tips. That's all it was because I posted some on my Olivia's of York account before I kind of figured that you shouldn't do that. Um, And when people had kind of said like, oh, I've never heard of this before. It was when I talked about like Etsy SEO and things like that. Because that's where you came from, obviously. With the Libby's of York, it was a fully Etsy business. I think yeah. You had your web- you, you yeah, had I had a website. website. I had a Shopify website. Yeah, but you, at first it was still on Etsy. With... I did more on Etsy because that's where I started. Yeah, but... so that's where you started giving people tips. And I, yeah. I remember there was a specific point where you were putting stuff on your story, just genuinely just trying to be helpful to your Etsy friends or other businesses following mm. you. And somebody messaged you and said, look, you can m- turn this into a business. You could essentially, they didn't say it exactly like this, but they no, that was when monetize. I'd, that's when I'd started the Small Business Handbook Instagram oh, page. So I was giving like tips for like a month. And then um, a lady messaged me saying, you should write an Etsy ebook. And I was like, that's, a, that's an idea. Like I d- never thought of that. I just kind of thought I would post business tips every now and then. Um, and... It was over a weekend. So it was, I actually started the Instagram page in the middle of the night. I think you were either asleep or you were on a night out. But I was in like my little home office and it was about 3 a.m. As always, and I just, you, got, you had a thought and you just went with it without thinking. Yeah, I'm too impulsive. <laughs> I just jump on impulsive ideas all the time. But I just thought, right, I'm going to do it right now. So I set up this Instagram page at 3 a.m. Um, and ran with it and I just started posting tips to it every day until somebody said you should write an Etsy ebook so I wrote that in a weekend yeah. uh, considering how like well written it is it's probably still one of my best like ebooks it's my most sold product ever which doesn't surprise me because it's the first one I've launched but um I wrote it Friday Saturday Sunday I did not get up off my chair do you remember it was literally, I would roll out of bed at 5am, yeah. I would sit on the chair and I would type, type, type until 11pm, go to bed and repeat until Sunday. It got to Sunday evening when I said, I'd like been hyping up so much saying it's going to launch on Sunday. Uh, so I knew I couldn't like let people down. And I, <laughs> I didn't even have a website at this point set up. So I had to sit there. It was in the last 10 minutes. It was like, I said I was going to launch it at like 8pm, it was like 10 to 8, and I had to build a Shopify website in 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> it was absolutely shocking, it was so basic, it just had one product on it, but it didn't really matter. Yeah, it just got it out. Um, and I launched it onto Instagram, I think Instagram was the only platform I really had, I think I did a little bit of TikTok, but not much. Um, and I made a thousand pound profit in my first 24 hours, and I, do you remember how much I cried? You were bawling your eyes out. I just cried and cried and cried because I had just spent the past like year or, or however long it was working day and night, like constantly moving and building things, or not building things, but creating things and um, having to like put in like actual like labor into making all of these like gifts and stuff constantly for very very little like return for me and then all of a sudden I'd written something I was really passionate about and I really enjoyed writing it and 
it's actually going to make a difference to people. And I just made like all of that money in one day. And to me, I would usually make that in like more than a week. And it's like, I just did it in a day and I was just, I just cried and cried. And, I just... and it's not something that you sell once. It's like, you can keep on selling that product to different people. It's not like yeah. a UK where it's like, got all this effort in, that's one person, yeah. got all that effort in, it's another person. And I'm, I remember personally, I'm, like I was, went to go see my mum and dad on that weekend just to drop in and say hello. And and my mum has her own, oh, at, at this point, I don't think she had a business. No, no, she didn't. But she was interested in it because she didn't want to work what she was doing at the time. And I was, she was like, oh, how, how well did it go and stuff? She was just really interested. And I told her, like, a £1,000 in 24 hours, essentially. And my mum and dad were like, what? Like, yeah. Obviously, they both come from a, a non-business, back, like, self-employed background. Yeah. And they were gobsmacked by that. And think you kept on creating things. Things kept on getting better and better. And I think, as the story goes, correct me if I'm wrong, The you dropped it on the Sunday night at... Uh, Eight o'clock. It was probably quarter past eight. You probably did it wrong. No, it was eight o'clock. It was eight o'clock. Yeah, I think it was the first digital thing I'd ever. Like, the only digital thing I'd ever launched with no technical issues. <laughs> ever since we've just done one thing wrong, haven't we? Every time. But you were crying your eyes out, and by the morning you pretty much just dropped Olivia's of York. You said, "Look, yeah, like, this put is my not, shop on holiday mode." This, I'm passionate about helping people. It's something I know I can do. I've had a month. I would say a month experience, not much, but the tips you've given out have really helped people already, and. But everything I'd learned was like from experience. I feel like that's how I knew I could do it because I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people, they get information from other places and then they transfer it. But everything that I kind of knew, I had gathered from doing it myself. So I kind of thought I had interesting insights to share with people um, and things that they probably hadn't heard before. so I, I feel I felt as though I knew I could do something good with it and as did. long as I carried on like learning and learning and learning, which I do every single day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, as soon as I saw that I'd made a thousand pounds in a day, I knew that I could make a living off it, even if it wasn't much. Um. And I remember I told my mum again. <laughs> she was livid. She was like, "I can't believe it. You dropped out of uni to start this. Well, to run this gift business. Now you're dropping that." Because yeah. I'm I'm known for being quite um like I jump from one thing to another. Um, almost like I'm quite restless with things, but it's just because I I, I don't want to settle for something that's not the best. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um. But like everybody's surprised that I've stuck with this business because it like I'm not the well, type of person to, to stick to. It continues to do really well. Which I, I just I continue to love it, which is the first that yeah. I've never loved something continuously like this. Um, but yeah, as soon as that happened, I knew I could make a living from it, and I carried on with it. I wrote like an Instagram ebook. Um, I can't remember what the one after that was. Maybe like a Shopify one or something. Um, and started doing TikTok as well at this. Started point. doing TikTok, Pinterest, um, everything. I just built it up yeah. over the months. And... So the whole point of the small business handbook was it all originally started it all stemmed from just trying to help people no, on your abilities of york no so i mean the kind of point of it was when i was running olivia's of york i was a uni student i didn't have much money i didn't have much time da, 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 just yeah. as every um person starting out does and it felt as though every bit of help that you could potentially get would cost you an arm and a leg like I remember seeing this Etsy course and it was like £3,000 and I just thought if I had £3,000 to spend, I wouldn't need help. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I need help because I've got no money. Um, yeah. And I 
thought it was very much like the rich stay rich and the poor stay small or the big stay big and the small stay small. It felt like nobody was building the bridge in between. Yeah. Um, and I get it, like service providers and coaches and things, they often say like they want to charge their worth and their knowledge is worth a lot. And I'm, not, doubt- yeah, I'm not doubting that it yeah. is. I feel like as the, my knowledge is worth a lot too, but I felt as though my values lied more with wanting to help those who couldn't get the help rather than what I valued myself at because that's not really important to me. I care more about the people who don't have much money to spare, but they have the potential to do great things. They're yeah. never going to have the opportunity if nobody's there to help them. And I kind of wanted to build that bridge and be that person to get them from A to B because nobody else was doing that. Yeah, a lot of these so, coaches get from B to C or C to D or whatever, which is, yeah. there is a need for people like that. That's why people are there. That's why they can charge that amount because to get from B to C is, it takes a lot of more effort and time and yeah. money to get from A to B, but there was nobody doing A to B. That's just something that course, people yeah. had to find out for themselves. But yes. you, are, you, are, you you try to do that and you are that person now. You are the person yeah. to go to. Like you you're established you are the small business handbook and you are the person that gets from not working on it now I think you've already made something for people starting out but you were the person to get from I say one to a hundred instead of zero to a hundred. Yeah, and yeah. You were there was nobody else doing that, and it was at a time where everything was for services as well. Like every <laughs> person doing similar to what I do was helping services and coaches. There was nothing for products, mm. and I think that's why um, I did well so quickly because it was like all of a sudden it was like what people had been looking for, something they could afford, and something that was tailored directly to them. It was like brilliant. There's a few that have popped up since then, but... A few copycats um, as well. Yeah, a few copycats. I, I Not not just copycats, but people are entitled to do similar things. It was going to happen. I knew as soon as I found something that hadn't been done that other people were going to do it. It's like Coca-Cola, Pepsi were going to pop up, weren't they? And um, what other cola drinks are there? Like Dr Pepper. They were all going to pop up at some point. Yeah. It happens. Um, but people are going to try and ride the train, but you're always going to be number one, aren't you? Cause you I hope so. <laughs> no, you are, you are. Because oh. you, you're the head. Yeah, if you're copying someone else, there's no way you can get ahead of them. I wouldn't say people have copied. Not not everyone's well, copied. Someone's got small business handbook with three S's instead That's of That's a scam account. <laughs> <laughs> there's always them. I get them on TikTok all the time. Yeah. They always um, comment on my videos asking people to buy crypto from them. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, no, I think some people have taken a lot of inspiration to the point where it borderlines copying but um that's just the world you live in and um somebody said something to me once and it stuck with me and they said um they can't take their next step until you take yours yeah, that's what i mean that what i said and earlier, I was like, that's like, brilliant yeah yeah exactly so they'll just always to get be back waiting. to the question though what was the point was it to help people was it to get out of a better situation get into a better situation from going from a living to something better what was the, the point of it was to help the people who were in my situation when i was running Olivia's of york where they couldn't afford a lot of help but they needed help yeah um, and they wanted it. yeah like they i wanted to help people work on their business full time because yeah. that's what I found the most difficult. And I feel as though I did get quite lucky with the fact that I was at university because I didn't lend joyous. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything by not attending. Um, And I was quite lucky that I could, instead of attending, I could fill my time with working on my business. But most people have another job to go to. They can't just not do that. Yeah, they've got kids. Yeah. So I wanted to be that person who, you know, there's people out there who help you build million pound businesses, but I haven't done that myself yet. So my point is, 
I want to be the bridge that helps people go from they're working a full-time job and trying to run this business to they're running that business full-time because it's very, very hard to do. Or at least if they want, if they do eventually, obviously if people just want to run a little side business, they're entitled to do that all the Absolutely. Long. I'd say 99.999% of my audience either want to go full-time or they want to reach six figures. They are yeah. like my two things that I help with. Yeah, and a lot of their goals line up pretty much exactly. Yeah. But yeah. It's, uh, we'll get back onto the million, like the million goal in a second, but mm. just really quickly, um, the whole, uh, this probably already been answered, but just the whole direction of the small business handbook. Why did you take it in this direction? Why didn't Why didn't you cater for um, coaches and people? Like, why didn't you go down? Because although... I didn't have any experience in it. I I had spent months and months um, building a product based business and doing it well, and yeah. that's what I knew about. I didn't know how to be a coach. I didn't know how to. So it's all from experience and. Yeah, that's and that's kind of what. I was most passionate about because I think I was filled with so much emotion by not being able to find the help myself that it was like it like you know me I'm such like a empathetic person no matter what somebody's done I can find some way to empathize for them it's just who I am um so I always think of others first and I think yeah it was painful for me but I was just thinking like but other people are having to like deal with this too like people don't want to work these bad jobs and they want to work for themselves because I worked a horrendous job in a bar that I stormed out of and I think it just made me think like who the hell wants to go and put on a crappy uniform and go stand behind a bar or do whatever job you're doing for minimum wage and get bollocks by your boss every 10 minutes yeah who's just an ass um and then just go home miserable like who wants to do that for the rest of life nobody who doesn't want to think right i want to start a business in this because this is what i love doing and i can help people with this or i can make this for these people because they're gonna love it who doesn't want to do that i mean there'll be some people who don't but in terms of my audience that's what my audience audience want and that's what i want to help people do i don't think that I've, i've got quite strong feelings about working minimum wage for uh most of the time a old man sat in a big chair earning millions and I'm down actually doing the work in on the shop floor yeah. or behind the bar or something for eight pounds an hour. Like my time is worth more than eight pounds an hour. And not only is my time worth more than eight pounds an hour, but I want to be doing better things with my time. Like I want to be doing something that sets my soul on fire. And I want, yeah. I think other people do as well. So I just, I think, yeah, I'm, not for working for somebody i i don't i mean obviously i have people working for me but (laughs) i feel like i'm i try to make it as not like what i've just explained as possible like i pay well above minimum wage i give people mental health days i am really lenient with holidays and stuff i'm really lenient with hours i i try to be everything that i hate and no everything <laughs> that i don't hate in an employer uh, i try to be the employer that i wish i had yeah um because which is what everybody should really do because like, some people don't want to run their own business some people need stability yeah. and that's look at someone like my, my daddy worked for the same company since he went into an apprenticeship when he was 16 and he, yeah he loves he loves the job he does and he's really passionate and he works around people he, he really loves and he, it's a job he's never going to leave mm. until the day he retires and that's been a really fulfilling thing. It was the same with my mum. Yeah, exactly. Same with your mum. She's done this. Obviously, she's worked for different businesses. She's been an insurance broker for as long as I can remember. Yeah, she's company. Yeah, for, for as long as you. But she was. She's always done that. That's something yeah. she's always been in. Same with my dad. And some people do. 
are fulfilled by that and that's totally fine that's not a, a bad thing it's nothing you should be ashamed of but people have their preferences but it's the like the whole audience and the whole reason we've gone oh not we but the reason you've gone in this direction is because you want to light that fuel that live lit herself you want to be you I just want to make it possible for people to do it because yeah. it feels impossible when you're trying to do it yeah like it's the scariest thing like making that decision of I'm going to quit whatever I'm currently doing and do this full time it's the scariest decision yeah. and it's so hard to get to it because it's like you have to be functioning in that business as if you were already running it full time to be able to run it full time unless you take yeah. a massive risk like I did yeah. so but it's like my whole purpose so. is to like take as little money out of their pocket as possible because they need money in their business. I want them to keep as much in their business as they can to like buy new stock and stuff. So that's why I charge so little. And I want to make things as simple and quick and easy as possible so they don't have to spend loads of time listening to what I'm teaching them and things like that. And they can just get it done quickly because there's so much to do in so little time. So I just, I want to be the one that makes it possible. Yeah. And she's a really good thing and I'm really, it's, it, that's why I say you inspire me. Like, I know a lot of people don't say that about the partners. Hmm. I know it's a bit of a wanky thing to say, but it's, <laughs> you do, you, like, your, like, work, work ethic and everything you've done with this business is, it is inspirational. Thank you. And it's something I've always looked up to. Thanks. One last question. We've done the past. We've done sort of what's going on now. We've gotten to this point. A lot of people have already known the basic story, but we've gone into a bit more detail, but... In a very brief summary, what is the plan for the future? Have we got anything planned for definite? Is there anything you want to do? Where, like talking about, we're going from six figures to seven figures, hopefully. What is yeah. the plan? Okay, I'll be completely honest. I don't know. I don't have a plan, um, which is scary. It's the first time with this business I've not had a plan, but I feel as that I have multiple different like routes I can take, and I'm not yet sure on which one I want to take. Um, I. I kind of know where I need to go, but I'm not yet ready to take that step, if that makes sense. Um, Those steps like are difficult when, to take as well. When I started this, I have always been fully focused on product-based businesses. That is the only type of business I help. But like over a year and a half has passed now since I started this, and I still sell products. I, I'm still experiencing that, but I've also become a service provider. I earn a membership. I have become a coach. I've done all of these different things and I now have all of this experience like I did back then with products. I now have it in all of these different areas. So I kind of figured at some point I will then begin to help all of these other sectors too. Um, but I've become really, really comfortable in my um, little bubble of product-based businesses. And I I know for a fact that I'll always be the, like the center of it. Like that will never change, I think. 90% of what I do will always relate back to products, but I recently wrote a book um, called 100K in 100 Days, and I knew it was like top tier when I'd written it. And yeah, you were dead proud of it, weren't you? Yeah, but I knew I was going to be biased because I was the one that wrote it. So I waited to see what other people had to say, but now it's just constant, like, best thing I've ever bought from you. I can't believe, like, you've wrote this. Um, people have been following it for a few days or weeks and they've already had results people have been getting daily sales since starting it like that's just confirmation that it's without a doubt the best thing i've ever wrote and probably the best thing i could ever write for now um because right now i'm trying to help people get from a to b which is zero to 100k i'm on my way from b to c which is 100k to a million 
Um, and until I've reached a million, I can't teach people how to get there. Um, so I think one day I will write a sequel to it, um, similar, but how to get to a million from 100k. But until then, I don't just want to release things for the sake of it. I mean, planners are a bit of a different story because they have a different purpose. They're not there to like read and stuff. They're more there to plan, organize, and yeah. make you take action. Um, so I have a few of the planners that I've already design and stuff that are coming out but other than that I don't feel like I have any more ebooks to write or any more masterclasses to film I feel like that one ebook just knocks everything out of the water and it's like what else can I do for product-based businesses I know for a fact that, that one book is all they would need and I don't want to sell them stuff that they don't need when I know there's something there that works yeah well like you're really happy with how the 100k and 100 days has gone it's brilliant it's a brilliant it is genuinely um and I'm blowing smoke up your ass. You, you, you're gonna be walking around like with a swagger all day right now. But it, it really has been. It what? It's how many weeks of you just sitting down at your computer desk at home again, just typing, 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 typing. It's yeah. It went on for ages, and it was it's a hefty book. It's like over five hundred pages. Yeah. But because I've written that, and because I know it works, I would like. There's no point in me creating other ebooks that. Uh, not as good because I don't feel like I could top that off it's brilliant um so it's almost like now I wait for people to reach the 100k through following that book and then I can make like a part two but until then I'm kind of like sitting duck I'm just waiting for something and I feel things like the subscription we've got yeah absolutely I, I, I upload stuff to the subscription every single day um but other than like in terms of I kind of put that separate to the small business handbook um but for the small business handbook i don't actually think other than planners i will release anything product-based business related for a while um until i feel as though it's time for me to take people from b to c because i'm currently taking them from a to b and you're Um, currently on this you're currently on the b to c C, yeah. yeah um so i think now at some point it's time to start doing what I've kind of done for product-based businesses all over again, but for services and coaches and membership websites and all those different types of things. But the thought of it actually exhausts me because it took me a year and a half to build up everything I have for product-based businesses. Um, But maybe because I've done it once, it'll not take me as long to do it again. But I'm not sure. I put put most of my effort into my membership and I want to continue adding to that and it's essentially becoming like a like a portal of how-to instructions, tutorials, um, straight to the point information about growing a business. So if you're like, um, right, I need to write an email, you can just go on and click something and it will yeah. just give you a template of an email rather than you having to watch a three-hour masterclass on how to write an email. It's just there which is what I was kind of saying about wanting to save people time when trying to go full time because you don't have much time. Um, so yeah, a lot of my efforts going into that. Um, and I, I have no doubts that that will kind of blow up over the next few years because it's becoming, it's, it's, well, it's becoming getting, pretty good. Yeah, it's already doing really um, well. Yeah, it's very loved. Like the people who are in it love it, um, which is reassuring. Um, but other than that, I think until people are ready to go from B to C, I will probably begin helping other sectors um and yeah yeah i'm not sure when that'll happen though because i can't really um i'm yeah. not ready to take as that leap always, yet. we haven't got a definite plan i'm just too comfortable out, but... i'm just too comfortable 
Yeah, but it, at the same time, it's it's scary taking that big step forward, like it was when you very first started. We're going into the un- we've never made a million pound. That's not that's nothing. Obviously, we're in a really lucky situation where we've worked really hard to get where we're at, and we're doing really well because of it. But we're just like taking that. that first step of opening your own your first business, we have never taken the risks involved getting from six to seven figures. And until we know yeah. what those risks are, how well they do, and we know for certain we can't write that book but obviously I think it's just I'm so unbelievably passionate about helping product based businesses that really just like tickles my tummy I love it but the thought of like helping services and coaches it it feels more like something that I am kind of set up to do it's like it's what my next step should be rather than I'm so passionate about this I want to do it who knows when I start doing that I might fall in love with it which I probably will but right now I love helping people grow product-based businesses. So I don't I don't really know That's if your I niche, will. Isn't it? It's was... just my thing. I feel like that is what I'm just really, really good at. Um, so I don't know if I'll just stick with it. And um... I'm sure once the comments start coming in, say, oh, my service business has grown massively. I get, Thank you for your I help. get like, people all the time asking me, is this, a, is this suitable for services? Yeah. Um, so I might create like a few little things, um, but I don't think I'll divert too much because it just doesn't, she doesn't interest me half as much. I just love, mm. um, I just love the businesses that sell products. I find it so interesting. Like, yeah. So just to sort of bring it all together for the future, we have no idea. We have no exact <laughs> idea. But for, for the right now, we're really putting a lot of effort into the into the growthpreneur, which we are stopping signups in the last end, day of November. Of November, yeah. So obviously we've got a month. So no less than rush, forty but... pence a day it'll cost you. Yeah. Less than forty p. Exactly. Absolute steal. Absolute steal. And then we've just launched the hundred. Such a shameless plug. This I hate doing this. <laughs> <laughs> just launched the hundred k in hundred days past couple weeks, and that's yeah. been really good for everybody that's bought it. We've just you got... can see the reviews for that on my Instagram highlights. We've got an ebook of it out at the moment, which is forty pounds, and then yeah, I, think I just the received book... the physical version, which is going to launch tomorrow. Yes. Do you know when we're getting all those in? Um, it will be, what's the day today? It is Thursday. It'll be Tuesday. We'll say Thursday. <laughs> no, it's Tuesday, it's a different 100%. company. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, so. Yeah, um, top tip, if you're um, printing planners and stuff, be careful who you um, use as your printers, because we've had some nightmares, haven't yeah, we? just make sure... I have found actually... a new good printers there, which um, I'll talk about in another episode. But yeah, just make sure whatever you're planners. printing off, obviously everybody's at different stages, so it won't apply to everyone, but just make sure you can... Your, make sure you can physically get the books you've paid for because some of them as, just don't send them <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of you have known about because you've been waiting months for books that should have been in I your mean they'll probably know ago. as business owners everybody yeah. has had that time where they've ordered supplies and the supplier's just not delivered it's yeah. just like just come on you had one thing. job you had one job like we've had books delivered where all the pages were printed on backwards and we've had we've things had delivered the, where they were in the content bibles two and a half months late yeah and then half of them came damaged yeah and we've had them before <laughs> where they were supposed to be in colour and the word we've had them where oh. they've been ring binders when they were supposed to just be the what do you call it do you know where they're just like a book like the 100 perfect page. bound exactly it's yeah just make sure you're going the right people and stuff that's a conversation for another day though yeah, if you want to yeah. if you want to if you want to know more about starting like a planner business i'm happy to talk about it yeah which that's a well, lot of what i do sort of brings me on to the next question right that now was the last one no that was the last question but right now we uh well we're going to hopefully set up an email address soon or something where you guys can contact us and say look we I'll really want to know on my instagram story yeah 
But for in the future, we'll let you know about it as soon as we do. Now I'll put the email address on my Instagram story, so you, you can find it on yeah. there if you want to email them. Which is but perfect, send in your yeah. questions. Send your questions in. If you even if you just want to know about anything like uh, when you were doing the livings of York, how did you like? Could you give me some tips on juggling a part-time job and a business? If it's anything to do with this story or just anything in general, or even like where did you get your supplies from, or how do you yeah. print planners and anything, anything you, you want to know. know Hate to spill the tea. Exactly. We're not. We're, we're happy to give away as much as possible. You spill stuff quite a lot as well. I do. I'm very clumsy. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll get we'll let you know. And about if anything. like um, because this is like something I like get asked quite a lot in the Facebook group for my Growthpreneur membership. If you want to know anything about like trying to stay focused when you have ADHD or anything like that, yeah. Jack has <laughs> ADHD, so I'm. I'm assuming he'll be more than happy to talk I've about that. I've already written something up. I could, I, I'm happy to send it on. I'm not there to... It's it, Like, whoever has ADHD knows it. I, I, luckily, I'm not too bad with it. But anybody who does have it... I feel it, like you're quite good at getting work done, though, for somebody yeah, I've with got ADHD. Some, there's, especially with starting this job, which is something I can talk about as well in a future episode, because I think we're just about done now, aren't we? Yeah, we've been talking um, for an hour. When I was doing my old job, it was really like quite simple. They gave you a job, you did the job. You got another job, you did... It was so simple like that. And it was something I was very comfortable with doing it. With starting this, it was a lot of... I had to self-propel myself to do things. And that's something I really struggled with at the start of everything. And I've got a few tips and tricks that can help. And even if you just struggle to concentrate anyway, you don't have to have ADHD. I'm happy to give that book out. It's nothing... Mm-hmm. It's not something I want to make money on or anything. So, obviously, yeah. if, you, if you want that, let us know and we'll start sending out to people. But, yeah, we're going to set up an email address. And I want you to either send live a comment on instagram but preferably to the email address because we're more likely to see it not a comment uh, it'll be like a question box on my oh, stories yeah, yeah, sorry. um either answer that question box or email in just literally anything we want to know more about you live when you were working with your dad want to know about you jack what have you been up to we want to know how to sell on etsy how do you sell on instagram how did you grow an audience on instagram how did you go on anything i've got like hundreds of questions that we can go off for the moment so it's no rush but please get your questions in and if I see the same question over and over, we'll answer it. We'll make a podcast about it. For the future, most episodes aren't going to be like this. This is quite an introduction episode. It was the first time we're doing it. It's yeah, probably going to be the most. That long again. <laughs> oh it's probably the most unrefined and like it's probably going to be our worst episode. But it's only going to get better. Nah. But... <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> Don't say but that. For the future, what the idea is, we're going to release. We're going to film the week before for an hour. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we release 20 minutes of that hour. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, got, got I, shouldn't, up. I shouldn't laugh at you for that. I find it so funny. <laughs> it's for just because you always but, used to when we first started dating. When it happened, you just like, oh, I've got a sore throat. But cool, that cool, sore throat. throat lasted five years. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. So the in the future, the idea is we're going to film for an hour or so and release 30... Uh, tw- three 20 minute episodes Monday Wednesday and Friday about a topic whether that's educational or just sort of for fun if you just want to know about us or our opinions on stuff that's yeah it is what it is I've got loads of questions set up for education but I want to know what you guys want to know yeah that's it's we're making this podcast for you I thought of the idea because from my point of view Olivia spends 24 7 on this business I want to take her out and help her sort of remove herself for a little bit and get into a different environment and I really wanted us to sort of like do this as a couple because I think it'd be really fun mm. but it we just want to know we, we're doing this for you though like it is yeah it, you like, are the beast <laughs> we want to know what you want to know 
and we're happy to tell you anything we know obviously just email in yeah that's all we're asking Let's wrap that up because you've repeated yourself yes, 12 times. I know, sorry, I was trying to, trying to be <laughs> Thank concise. you for listening. I love you. In a bit. Bye, guys. Love you.